This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome in to the Danny Britt Show right here on Sports Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we are recapping a big-time win for your cadets over Wayne County. Going to take a look at Islands coming up this Friday night as well as your cadets look to improve to 7-2 and two on the season. And Coach, as I say that, it seems wild to say, but man, we are already uh, heading into the ninth game of the season. It's amazing how quick it goes. It does. It goes so fast. I, that was in my pregame speech to the team uh, before the game Friday night. Was I said, guys, we we are, you know, this is your last home game. This is your last regular season home game. You can control that. You win tonight, and you pretty much guarantee you at least one home game in the playoffs. And and uh, you know how, how crazy is that? How fast did that just happen? And um, it, it's amazing how quick it goes. And coach, before we dive uh, too much into the game. Again, a 31 to 10 win there over Wayne County at home and take a look at islands coming up a little bit later. Some really good news uh, for a story. I know a lot of people have been following really closely. Cam Cody, uh, the freshman offensive lineman who went down in just the most horrific way possible uh, and luckily had his life saved by a couple of amazing athletic trainers and some other support staff at the school as well. Uh, He is heading home. He is heading home and uh, he's excited (laughs) And, uh, of course, he's ready to get back to being a normal 14-year-old kid, which he's not quite there yet, but uh, but so proud, so excited, so thankful to God that uh, that he is he is fine, he, he is doing well, and they're just trying to make sure that they've you know, pinpointing exactly what's caused it. Yeah, 14-year-old boy is usually not the best person to ask about their own health. If, if you had to ask him, he's probably ready to suit up on Friday. Oh, he's been ready to go. He was ready to go uh, a couple of days later. He's like, "Well, what about my spot? You know, I, I need to get get in on the, you know, on pass rush." And and <laughs> we're like, oh, "Son, you just hold on. We're we're just glad to have you alive." And I know just a, a really positive influence on his teammates, uh, especially as they've been getting ready for the past couple of games. But speaking of Wayne County, coach, I know a team uh, that came in six and one, ranked inside the top ten according to a lot of polls uh, in and around Georgia. Uh, and you guys handled business once again. And I want to start on the defensive side of the ball. Just ten points uh, given up in this one, and really nothing given up by that entire first team unit outside of a field goal there at the end of the half. So I mean, just. We talked about in the post-game show when it came to winning the coin toss, right? You want to put your best foot forward. Last year, that was the offense. But this year, uh, not to say anything wrong about the offense this year, but, man, that defense has been something else. It definitely. And, and you know, really, if you go back, you know, I look at my career, for the most part, I, w- I would play defense first. Uh, you know, and that, that way you get – to the second half and you know you get the ball uh, to start the second half but last year was a different story we were so you know so hot on offense and could score points so so quickly you know I would I would take the ball but uh but yeah this year definitely this defense has been you know been the consistent part of our team and and continually to get better and better and so yeah I want to put them on the field as much as I can. And coach just to be brutally honest and I think it's a fair question to ask I know the guys who are there right now uh, probably would shake their head, but you don't get better by losing Holden Sapp and Matt Cromanhawk and Justin Thomas, right? Like it's just if you look at look at the guys that they are and how good of a football players they were, you don't get better by losing them. But that's exactly what you've done. What can you attribute that to? 
Oh, there's a number of things, and no, it's not by losing them. They, they, they're, they're super studs and super great young men, uh, winners. But um, no, uh, there's a number of different things. We're, we're better on the on the defensive line, even though we lost Michael Smith, who was really good football player for us. Heck, was the MVP of the uh, state championship game. Yeah. Uh, but um, but we've gotten so good there in that front. You know, uh, three uh, with Jeremiah Cole. And Elijah just have really been playing lights out. Uh, literally, you can watch the uh, offensive line of the opposing team moving backwards. And, um, you know, that, that, that helps linebackers a lot, I can assure you. And then, um, you know, the addition of, of Jonathan Hardy has been big inside. He's come in and just been a great presence for us in there and, and doing well. Wilkes has been playing lights out uh, as inside linebacker. Um, and then, you know, kicking Bryce out, even though his production is down as far as number of tackles, he's played really well. He's so athletic uh, that he's done well. And, you know, unfortunately, we lost Lamont the first game of the year, who yeah. you was know, going to start at that Sam linebacker position. And in comes, um, in comes Third Scroggins, uh, who was a, a, you know, a future, you know, Division One outside linebacker rush in type guy who's been playing lights out. So, you know, that front seven just is really solid, playing quick, uh, playing fast. And I'll tell you this, the improvement of Coach Houston, and that's part of it too. People don't think of that as coaches, you know, improving and getting better. But, no, this is his third year as a defensive coordinator, third year in his defense. And this is completely his defense, completely. Uh, now, they, you know, taking – I've, I've stepped away uh, other than just kind of helping coach the secondary at times. And, you know, so he's, he's gotten better and more comfortable in, in his calls and knowing what to, how to attack different scenarios. So all of that together has helped to make the defense just continuously get better. Well, going back to the win, you haven't stepped away completely from being hands-on with some play calling. You call the special teams, special teams coordinator there. And, man, I, I don't think you could have drawn up a better start Right, number two gets the ball. Thomas Blackshear at about the five yard line, and as we talked about in the post game, anytime that happens, you feel really good about your chances of getting in the end zone. Yeah, definitely. I did not think that they were going to kick it to him or Quan, and uh, and I know what what coach was trying to do. They were trying to pin it deep into that corner, and they 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 compressed the field and 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 had their guys compressed over there. But our guys did a great job of blocking it. Coach Coleman and I do the kick return. And, um, you know, we've got a couple of different ways we do it. And that's what we feel like is best on special teams. Get either one, all right, uh, you know, way of doing it and just do it really, really well and forget about how, how they're scheming you or get like two uh, ways of doing it, maybe a third that are very similar and you just do it over and over again until you get good at it. And, you know, we got like really two ways to do a kick return, and and you know we did just a middle wedge there. They dropped back and did a great job. There was some beautiful blocks. Sam Gross and uh, Karen Glover had a hit man on that. We pancaked the guy. Karen then pancaked another guy, not necessarily intentionally. He was trying to get up. Thomas had his hand on his back and threw him into a guy. I was about to say there were some players uh, for BC that had some cleat marks on their back after that one. Yeah, like, well, literally he got ran over, but he'll take it because he literally pancaked the guy along with Gross, guyed up and was trying to keep going, and Thomas, like, pushed him into another guy and knocked him down, and and uh, as Thomas stepped on him <laughs> and over him. But uh, that's okay, too. And then uh, 
you know, um, uh, uh, Charlie Einon had a great, uh, great block on that. Well, I didn't give him a hit, man, but it was a great block, you know, screen block, and and there you go, the guys, you know, and then Thomas is off to the races. So, uh, just just a really good job of those guys performing, you know, their their job. And the offense played well uh, as well. There, four different players scoring a touchdown uh, on the night for the cadets, and it felt like. Early, some struggles offensively, but I think maybe that was exacerbated by the fact that Wayne County was just bleeding clock, and you could tell that was their strategy coming into the game. But watching the game, Coach, I thought it was a positive step forward for the offense because it didn't feel like there were a ton of penalties, didn't feel like there was a ton of crucial mistakes, and now that offense feels like it's to the point that the next step is we start hitting on the explosive plays. Definitely. I think I, I was proud. We After the game, we come back in and – you know, uh, Coach DePhillips had even said, hey, guys, let's get a smile. We won. I said, hey, I'm happy as you know, I can be. We can win that way, too, and perfectly fine. One, you got to give credit when credit's due. Wayne County is a good football team, well-coached, and their defense is very good, very fast, very, very quick on the back end, and just some good football players, and um, they did a good job. Yeah, what, what we've realized is we're going to get the best of most teams and the worst of a few, and by the worst, there's going to be some that roll in and go, we don't even want to be here, you know, and we're not going to get much. The rest of them are going to give us their absolute best game. And, yeah, a lot of times that's going to be trying to hold it, hold the clock and that sort of thing. So it's a good game plan, but we, it's okay. We can win methodically, too, and that's okay, too. And then we're going to have those explosive opportunities, those explosive times, but sometimes you just win methodically, and when you're playing good defense, that's just perfectly fine. Yeah, it's not a lot of times on here we give a ton of credit just because it's the cadet show, but it's to another player on another team. But I thought Elijah Jones, number three, the safety uh, for Wayne County, really popped, and he alone was the reason why two or three explosive plays didn't happen. Facts, yeah. He definitely came up, made some, some good plays in the passing game, came up, made very good plays in the run game. It, it just very athletic, uh, saw the field well, and yes, definitely. And you got to give credit when that credit's due. Well, we got to take a break here. We're going to come back, re, uh, wrap up talking about Wayne County, take a look at Islands, and then uh, a little bit, I know Coach hates to do it, but prognosticate a little bit for it about uh, what these next couple of weeks could mean in terms of the playoffs. we got more to come. This is the Danny Britt Show. We'll be right back after this. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Bridge Show. Recapping a big 31-10 win over Wayne County. The Cadets improve to 6-2 on the season. Coach Danny Britt, of course, joining us here. You had mentioned Bryce Baker a little bit in the show and just his productivity on the stat sheet. I want to be careful with how I say this. On the stat sheet is a little bit down this year, but that usually happens uh, when you move away from one of those inside linebacker roles. He's playing everything for the team. Outside linebacker, he slides over uh, into the nickel sometimes, and then we saw him play slot receiver, running back. Uh, he's played some fullback for you guys as well, just playing all over the field for the cadets. Just give us, Coach, through eight games, a little bit of evaluation on his game. Yeah, Bryce is, like you said, he's down a little bit on the stat sheets as far as tackles, and that's normal. You That inside linebacker spot, they should be making lots of tackles. Uh, but he does so much for us. He's, he's captain of the defense, leading the defense. He's athletic. Can can you know when we they empty out, he'll he'll guard um, a, you know a receiver man to man. You know, uh, so he can, he can run vertical with guys. He can do a lot of different things. 
Uh, and that's why he's there, and that, that helps make a great defense. And then, yeah, he can do so many different things. Um, he runs down on kickoff for me. He's in a very specific spot for me, which, again, probably won't make many plays. But they, the way I set it up, I try to funnel people into one side of the field on my kickoff. Right, And if it doesn't go in the end zone, they're having to return it to one side. If they decide to go to the other side, Bryce is out there for a very specific reason to, to be there to make the tackle in the open field. So he is a very, very vital part of our football team. Then you can kick him over to the offense. As you saw the other night, he can split out and, and, and catch, catch balls. He can block on the perimeter. Honestly, he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, running back that we have, and I mean that's that's a big statement right now because we got a lot of good guys, and you know I guess if you really break it down, Thomas Blackshear to me is going to be the best athlete on the field every time we take the field, but um, but Bryce is a really really good guy with the ball in his hands as well, so can do so many different things, and he's that type of kid, he's got that type of leadership, he's I call him an old man because he'll he'll come and sit with coaches and just you know it's like he's. You know, you're getting a cup of coffee and, and having a conversation with with a grown man. So, um, you know, love that kid, and he's a vital part of our team. Well, I know it's easy for people to forget, but he's played so many snaps uh, for your team. I mean, came in as a freshman towards the end of his freshman season uh, and was taking snaps and has been a part of so many playoff runs. I mean, he's got to be north or getting close to playing 50 games uh, in his career. So it's just it's unbelievable how many snaps he's taken, Coach, and Get going forward, you had mentioned him as a running back, and we saw it. He came in as a slot receiver on the first drive uh, after a player gets injured and immediately has two catches for 20 yards, right? right. Do, you, do you see any of his snaps decreasing on defense to try to get him the ball more on offense, or is it just going to be a spot thing? No, it's going to be the opposite. We'll try to get him on offense more, but it ain't by decreasing it on defense. Uh, it, it, we got to have him over there. I mean, no, so that that's not the plan. The plan is for him to keep playing every snap on defense, running down on kickoff as well, and then uh, and just being ready to go. Uh, you know, as the as the stakes get higher here, he's ready to go on offense as well, and he he's all about it. Well, getting ready to head to Islands this week, coaching away game, and listen, it, it's hard to gloss over it, but the fact is, Islands zero and nine on the season and it really hasn't been pretty sometimes we can come on here and try to say oh well they've lost these couple of games really close if this play goes this way it's a completely different season for them but it's it's been a really rough season uh for the Sharks so far how as a coach do you I don't want to say keep your team engaged but don't let that kind of filter in to how they approach the game well it, it, it's simple and it's the same thing every week uh now yes first of all be honest with the kids and and, and state that all right, that this is where we're at. But the kids know this. You came to Benedict and, and you're playing to a standard. And I know it sounds cliche because Coach uh, Saban says it all the time. Uh, of course, Coach Smart says it in a little bit different way. But it, it, we have a standard at BC. It was, you know, it's been said. It was reset again last year by that team. And, you know, that's 4A state champions. So that standard is unbelievably high. So we're going to practice to that standard. We're going to play to that standard. And if you're not doing that, the next guy will. And, and we will get that next guy in there. So they know that, that we're going to do that. that. That's the expectations this week is to play to that very, very practice first and play to that very high standard. And if we're doing that, we'll prepare ourselves for what, you know, what is coming in the future, and that, that's what we're, our focus is on. 
And the Sharks still a team with some good athletes out there. What could we expect to see uh, just strategy-wise from the Sharks coming up on Friday? Jeff and David at AIMA are fiduciaries. That means they are required to do what's in their client's best interest. Many advisors are commission-based, and this does not do best what's for the client. They just have to provide something suitable. Contact them at 912-777-4128 and see the difference. Yeah, I don't, I don't know a ton, um, and honestly, part of it is I haven't, haven't studied as much as of, of right now that I will by this time tomorrow. But, um, but they, they're going to do a number of different things, and, and you know, trying to run some zone scheme and, and some, some RPO type look stuff, and, and you know, being a three, a three, four, three, three stack defense, and. You know, and, and try to play the best they can. Uh, but again, it's about us, about us doing what we, you know, we're going to draw up the schemes and we're going to draw up the plays according to their schemes. But other than that, we're worried about us and how we're going to do do things. Coach, before we let you get out of here, just in case some fans miss the post game show uh, on Friday, I know I heard some people in the stands, and it's kind of why I brought it up. It's you've seen a Sear Samuel come in in the second half, and you guys are running some buck sweep, and it just it seems like a different style of offense and it obviously worked very successfully uh, against Wayne County and he just started gashing them there uh, in the third quarter a lot of fans would go man why don't we just do that the whole game just for the folks out there kind of explain why maybe we don't see him as much in the first half or just it seems like a different offense in the second half so you're saying that people in the stands don't always agree with everything. Hey, I haven't heard it a lot, and I think, like you said, a 4A state championship will do a lot to quell that, but, you know, <laughs> that, that that lasts about a week, and then, you know, the coaches in the stands start to reappear. No, no, we're used to that. I didn't expect that, man. It wouldn't be any fun if it wasn't the case, right? So, um, no, yeah, it seems that way, and I understand it uh, completely. That, that, that's the thought is, why don't you just come out doing that? Well, because they're set up to stop that. They're geared up, and you come out and you're doing your scheme and you're you're loosening them up. And what Coach DePhillips does so well, what I felt like over the years our offense has done very well is makes you defend sideline to sideline. I mean, when you have a quarterback like Luke Cromenhawk or, or, or Holden Gurner, you also have to defend a full, you know, from, from the – you hit the 50-yard line, you better defend all the way to the back corner of each end zone. You have to defend the entire thing. So all of that comes into play, as well as how fast we go. We go at a very fast pace. You're wearing them down. Then you come in, you bring Nas in, and he, is, he does some things specifically very well. You bring it in, you start running the – Buck sweep, so you know, which is out of all kind of different looks, and and you know, the traditionalists would say that's not the buck sweep, it, and it's not okay. I get the power sweep, whatever you want to call it. You do that, and and then it starts working, you know. And um, so there, there's a there's a plan there, and I understand that you know it doesn't always make sense to everybody, but uh, but that's okay too. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, I know Rocky had all go down to Glen Academy. I've heard him say it. It's like, hey. Uh, you can complain all you want to and come knock on the door. If you want to get up on the whiteboard, it's going to get really embarrassing really fast. So, uh, But we always appreciate the folks out up in the stands with their suggestions, and we hope you keep them coming. Coach, before we let you get out of here, you got a, you got a score prediction for Jacksonville this weekend? I don't I don't, I don't. don't want to make a score prediction. I, I don't know, and, and I'm not following the dogs as closely as I have, obviously, with Southern not there anymore. But, um, 
But, you know, I definitely feel like Georgia will win. Uh, you know, I know they've, they've had a few moments where they've struggled a little bit. They're still Georgia. They're still very good. I think they're the best team in the country. I get it. You're just, you're just focused on the bye week and getting ready for South Alabama the week after that, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. Coach Danny Brick, kind enough to take some time with us this afternoon. Coach, we'll see you out there on Friday night. Good luck against the Sharks. All right, man. Thank you. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we recap a big victory over Wayne County and take a look at Islands High School coming up this Friday night. And to break it down with us, one of the key members of this Cadets defense, Kieran Glover, plays linebacker for your Cadets. Where's number six? Kieran, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know uh, fun to get out there against a physical football team like Wayne County and kind of a just slobber knocker, right? A bunch of guys going back and forth playing physical football. What was the reaction like in the locker room after that one? Oh uh, yes, sir. It was a good night. It was a senior night, so we got to um, win on senior night. So it was just a good, um, good experience and good, um, good way to get better with my teammates. Yeah, and Coach Britt and I were talking uh, in the last segment there just about how good this defense has been this year. If you had to put your finger on it, what is it? What's the difference been between last year? Not to say last year was a bad defense, but it just seems like that defense has taken a step forward. What's been that? What's been part of that process, and what do you think has changed that? Uh, the defensive line really stepped up. They really, um, they're really the exclamation point on our defense. The, those guys down there, they get they get things done. And um, only thing we have to do is do our jobs in the front, in the back seven, and everything else will play out. Again, catching up with Kieran Glover here. Got Islands High School coming up this Friday night. I know you guys haven't had a chance to dive too far uh, into the Sharks this season, but just from your past experience, what should we expect out of Islands? Uh, a hard team, team that come out ready to play. Um, we just got to come out and play our game. Again, that one coming up on Friday out at Islands High School. Cadets looking to stay undefeated in region play. Uh, Kieran, I know you're locked in right now on trying to stay undefeated in region play, heading to the playoffs and trying to earn uh, this Cadets team another state championship. But once you are done here at BC, uh, what are your plans uh, for going to the next level in college and what are you looking to study? Um, I'm looking to study um, marine transportation at Massachusetts Maritime. And I'm going to play some football there, too. There we go. And they'd be getting a really talented football player as well. Kieran Glover, kind enough to take some time with us. A big part of this Cadets defense out there playing linebacker for him and leading a really special unit as the Cadets get ready for another playoff run. Kieran, we appreciate the time, and Good luck on Friday against Islands. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Danny Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk.